today on Laura Lynn and Friends. Uh, the way out of this is for the American people to realize that we, yes, this is a fight between good and evil, but if you're looking for the good guys, stop looking at people that are put on the TV screens in front of you. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the beginning of the last days. Um, so we started out and I kind of opened something where they said uh, they're coming for our Jordan Peterson, Professor Jordan Peterson. And I guess they've been after him for a long time, but it looks like there's some things happening. And I think we're going to go over that a little bit. We have something on that later? Okay. Um, so I opened up my dad's Bible. I found something, um, uh, a little really old um, article. And it says, Crash Kills City Missionary. And this was regarding uh, the Reverend Bill Goward, a missionary from Vancouver, uh, this is the notification of his death uh, in a plane in a plane crash that happened up in the high Arctic many many years ago uh, his lovely wife uh, Ethel now married to a wonderful man for many uh, years David Burns and uh, boy that Ethel she sure married handsome men let me tell you yeah no and not handsomer than you Say that. Just you know, I'm sitting right here, right? <laughs> he says, you know, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> well, see, I was a little girl with missionary Bill Goward. And, you know, I was in the Northwest Territories, right? Um, uh, in Tuktoyaktuk. And uh, Bill and Ethel would come to visit. And I would just look at Bill. You know, that older, older guy, right? I was like nine. And I think, oh, wow, what a handsome man. And, you know, dreamt of one day meeting and marrying a handsome man, and uh, now I have, and I've got Mr. Handsome right here beside me. Uh, so that was interesting to see my father had saved that. Um, uh, that was a very big tragedy many, many years ago. Something interesting that Ethel Goward said to me, uh, now Ethel Burns, uh, but right before she got married again, uh, because I knew her when she found new love, um, she had said to me that... As painful as losing a spouse was, that she believed that the pain of divorce was worse. I was shocked at that. I was about 21 years old when she told me that. And um, I thought, the pain of divorce is worse, you know, than someone dying. And I absolutely know and believe that she told the truth at that time, you know. Divorce is just, there's just so much rejection or there's pain. There's a lot of people hurt. And a death is kind of like a, a final thing um, where, but it's not about the emotional rejection. And so that was just interesting. And my dad had um, highlighted today the verse that I went to, to see what my dad was saying. It's in 2 Kings 18. And he, he underlined this. It's speaking of, Hoshea, the son of Elah, king of Israel. So now it's the third year of Hoshea is the king. The book of Kings and Samuel talks all about the leaders that God put in and that man put in, really. The only reason that God ever brought kings into being was because the people rejected the rulership of God through the prophets. So the prophet Samuel was actually really ultimately rejected, and he was such an accurate prophet. If, if Samuel said, you're going to die, you should be afraid because you're going to die. He would hear from the Lord, and he would speak, and it would come to pass. And so when the people ultimately, they wanted a king, they wanted a man they could look up to, and so that is when Samuel began to search for that king. And in fact, they found King Saul. Saul became the first king in Israel. And he started out well, and he was head and shoulders above everyone. He was very handsome. He looked like a king, and he looked like a, a good man. But ultimately, I think King Saul's story is that of failure. He ultimately rejected God. He followed other gods. He became so jealous of David, the greatest king of all times, that he ended up trying to kill him for much of his final years. 
So this is now in uh, chapter 18. It's about the King Hoshea. And it all through the kings, it's like this, this king did what was right in the sight of God or this king did not do what was right in the sight of God. And then it would talk about the disaster or the blessing that God brought. The thing that I find very interesting about the word is that when people would follow uh, God's um, laws and God's words, then they would have blessing in their life. It's no different than today, is it? If we follow God's um, standards and his principles and his precepts that are in the word, we have blessing regardless of what our enemies are doing. I want to encourage you with that. So whatever's coming up and some things we're going to talk about today, whatever those crazy dudes are doing out there that are evil beyond comprehension, doesn't really matter. It matters what you do in your heart. So this King Oshia, and my dad had underlined it, he removed the high places and broke the images and cut down the groves and broke in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. I thought that was interesting that he broke in pieces the serpent that Moses had made actually that healed people. Now, why did he do that? For unto those, uh, for unto those days, the children of Israel did burn incense to it and he called it Nehushtan. So it looks like, I think if I were to read into this, the children of Israel are now burning incense to this idol. So Moses created something that God had told him to create that healed the people. If you look back when he created that cross and serpent, which, which is often a medical symbol now. Um, but now they were burning incense to this idol. And then it says, he trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. Interesting, isn't it? I like the king sometimes at night. Uh, that's one of the books I'll put on. I'll just start at First uh, Kings 1 and I'll start playing it on my BibleGateway.com and it plays the entire stories and I get enraptured in the stories. They are fantastic. Uh, you see that wars happen and people fight each other and oh, it's just a big problem. Um, so, uh, welcome to the show. We were supposed to have Dr. Robert Young and he called us about half an hour before the show was to start an, an hour and a bit ago and said that they are having a torrential flood He's been evacuated. He thought he could get to somewhere to still do this interview, and we haven't been able to reach him. So we're going to let it go, and we're going to rebook Dr. Young. And we were going to continue on the amazing um, conversation that we had yesterday regarding viruses and um, if they can be isolated. It was a fascinating conversation. Um, I don't like getting too much in the weeds of this because this has been something people have said. Oh, you know, you haven't isolated that. We haven't isolated that um, that um, virus or anything, and then you find out that they haven't isolated many things in the earth. So I I honestly didn't know what to make of all of that. Um, I thought I thought I think it's interesting. I do know everything that we are going through is not it's not as it all appears, and we're being told crazy stuff. Do you have that share of mine, uh, JT, that I did of Bill Gates? Um, Bill Gates has been giving UK aid uh, tens of millions to genetically modify livestock. Could I just ask you, Mr. Gates, to stop? Stop modifying. Stop butting into nature. Who do you think you are? Don't modify the cows. God made them perfectly. They've been delicious for years. For thousands of years, we have enjoyed good steaks. I'm not that old, but other people have. And so, could I just ask you to stop it? What are you doing? All of you crazy people. You want to modify our DNA. You want to modify livestock. All this modified food. Just please, for the love of God, please just stop. So, this says basically... Bill Gates doesn't only want to vaccinate humans, but he wants to vaccinate livestock as well. This sinister plan is not as he claims to help animals survive so children in Africa and South Asia get more meat, dairy, and eggs. 
It is an investment he is making through UK aid, the aim which is most likely ownership and control of the food sources of the world's poorest. In January of 2018, Bill Gates visited the University of Edinburgh's Langhill Farm to launch the university's Global Academy of Agriculture and Food Security. It's not just about agriculture and food supply systems, but about politics, governance, conflict, environmental change, so many different aspects of it, the university's professor Jeff Sims said. So this was an article put out uh, yesterday and um, he just continues and you know he's buying all of the he's buying all of the farms and all of that like we just would like to request a simple thing um but out like stop it i don't know what's wrong with these the, these people you know something has to be done i hope that somewhere somehow people who are who cannot be bought into an agenda that kills humanity that they will stand up to people like this so pretty crazy. Um, we've got a good show for you today. Um, what do you want to start with, JT? Let's start with number one then. Is that the uh, live video from Washington, D.C.? So you know what's going on right now. Have they, have they, have they voted anyone in yet? Um, there's live from Washington, D.C. These are the efforts of the Republicans to elect a House Speaker. So because the Republicans have control of the House, right? I want to make sure that I'm getting this correct. My husband's actually American and Canadian, and so am I, but he knows a lot more about politics down there than I do. And so they are trying to elect a House Speaker. So the House Speaker has a lot of power. Look at Nancy Pelosi, crazy as she is, and old. I don't know how she's doing it at all. You know, never retire. You don't have to. If Nancy Pelosi can keep on going and going and going and wreaking havoc on the world, why should we think about retiring when we're 65? No, sorry. You know what? I'm going to be 85 sitting right here and I'll be a little bit more wrinkled, but I'll be dealing you the dish on what they're doing. As long as I have breath and I can do it, I'm going to be doing it. Okay. So we'll, we'll be, we'll have a very long relationship. Um, so they're trying to elect someone. Here's the thing. So what's the name of the guy that's up kind of that everyone's trying to get in? Yeah, McCarthy. So they're trying to get McCarthy in. And I hear something in my ear that just kind of clicked in. I don't know if that would be anything. Oh, maybe it's just the video. So they're trying to get McCarthy in. And um, it's been really, this is like the 10th vote, I believe. And they can't seem to get him in. Because guess what? He's a rhino. He is a rhino, Republican in name only. And the, the real Republicans, they're like, no, no, no. We do not want a Democrat who's pretending to be a rhino to actually be Speaker of the House. They're concerned about all of the, the spending that's been going on in the United States of America. They want money to stop leaving the United States. For goodness sakes, we know that there's a war in Ukraine and, and um, with, with Russia, but the, and they want to secure the borders of Ukraine when the, their own borders, they've had like 3 million people come into the United States. It's a crisis. They don't even know, they've had to shut down parks because, because they've taken over parks. They're all over the place. There isn't the care. There isn't the, you know, the, the medical care, the food, the infrastructure to care for 3 million people just coming over the border. And people are so upset. You know, the governors are shipping them off to different places. And those places who are Democrats, oh, that's, that's so politically incorrect. You know, you're sending these people off to, to our, our state. Well, they're the ones all voting in that you just have this open border policy and where's Biden? Oh, I don't know. You know, he's just reading his cue cards to sit down, stand up, you know, and ex exit stage left because he, he's unable to function. He's literally in dementia. Uh, don't be fooled. I mean, CNN only plays the, ble the best clips of when he actually reads a sentence correctly off of his teleprompter. Biden is literally being ruled by probably Obama and the rest of, of the world, the, the Klaus Schwab's and whoever he's, he can't even, you know, get sentences out properly and says the craziest things at times. And then poor Mrs. Biden. I mean, she's got to just, you know, usher him everywhere he goes and, you know, pull on his arm so he doesn't say anything crazy while, 
all of the press are lined up to catch it. Of course, they won't report on the silly things he does because they they don't want to give a bad light to what's going on. They're all paid off. We have a very, very bad world. So what's interesting about what's going on is they're trying to elect a Republican Speaker of the House, but there is a war going on in the Republican Party because they're, the true Republicans are saying, we're not putting up with it anymore. We are not going to allow uh, a fake Republican to have that spot and to keep on propping up the Democrats and all of their spending as the United States, as we know, United States and Canada are in terrible, um, I don't know if you want to call this a full-blown recession, but I heard someone today saying this is going to get worse than 2008 in the United States. So we'll see. It's not good. So what does the Republican do? So if you're a Republican and you want to get elected to be the Speaker of the House, what you might do when there's so much difficulty is you might say to all the members, listen, guys, I want to promise you something. Uh, I'm not going to be supporting all of this money that's going to be leaving the country. I'm going to make stipulations. Uh, I'm not going to pass uh, these omnibus, omnibus uh, bills. Um, I'm, not, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be protecting the interests of the United States. You can bank on me. You can trust me. That would be a rational thing to begin doing. Instead, yesterday, one of the sidekicks of this guy comes out and starts yelling about it. He starts saying that they, these guys are terrorists in his own party. Starts saying that these other Republicans are terrorists. Calls them terrorists. How, how divided is this? This is a little bit like the conservatives um, in Canada. It... It appears that sometimes evil can unite better than the good side because narrow is the way to heaven and wide is the gate to destruction. There's a lot more people, even on, on the good side, that end up leading us to destruction. And that has happened in Canada over and over again. You, you think that you have to vote so-and-so in because God forbid you get another liberal leader and Lord knows we all want Trudeau out, but it's no longer about um, liberal versus conservative, Republican versus Democrat. It's not. It's about us versus the elite versus evil trying to destroy us. It's about the awakened versus the dead, the living dead. They have terrible plans and they want to destroy our world as we know it. So some of these Republicans, they're not awakened. They're full of evil. And the Republicans that are awakened are saying, we're not having that. So this is really the fight of our life. So what's happening? Oh, Pelosi? Yeah. Isn't that phenomenal? I should put it on my screen here. Yeah. Um, so, so where is it at right now, JT? 204. The 10th vote has failed. So they're talking about, I guess, going to it's the failed. 11th vote possible. But they have to vote whether they want to vote is the thing, right? They got to vote for another vote if they're going to vote oh, today. Oh, they got to vote <laughs> for another vote. Yeah. So this is a crisis. This is hysterical and a lot of drama going on. They were there till super late. Uh, was it last night? as well. Yeah, they're late last And week. I mean, they can't seem to get the right person in. McCarthy's so, going to be forced to make concessions. He's got no choice. McCarthy's going to be forced to make concessions, which are going to be like to, to what you talked about, no omnibus bills, right? No omnibus money, bills, no money to Ukraine anymore. Or yeah. Whatever. He's yeah. going to have to start saying to the Republicans, listen, you can trust me. I'm going to do some things with you, but you know, him and his boyfriend are probably, uh, going over it at night and um, they've got a plan and it's really not about righteousness. And that's the truth about this McCarthy guy. So those that are on the side of goodness, being awakened to the world, to the problems that we're facing, to not wanting open borders everywhere, um, they've got a big problem with McCarthy. And, and I think we're facing that same thing. So did we have a, uh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you chat with him for a minute. Um, 
I think that uh, we're going to show a couple of clips here today that are going to that are going to basically um, give you some idea that the world is changing. We're not just going, you know, left against right. I think the world is changing into a world wherein uh, it's good against evil, and that's beautiful. I don't think that's a bad thing. And just like I talked about kings, what I really think is that it's it's very very helpful. This is Robert uh, Young, uh, Dr. Young calling. I think we're going to book him for another time. Um, What we'll do is um, let him go, and then uh, we'll, well, that's too bad. We love you, Dr. Young. We'll we'll see you another time. We've actually had a few crises going on this year uh, with weather as well, different things that have happened. Okay. Yeah, everything's happening today. All right, well, let's roll that uh, second. um, Do you have a video then, I think? Oh, number two. Let's do number two. Just put her up. International Blood Donation Center opens for those who want transfusions from unvaxxed people. I think this is extremely important. I know this is the only thing I would want if I had to uh, have a blood transfusion and the only thing I would want my family to have. Uh, Switzerland's-based Safe Blood Donation seeks to match unjabbed donors with recipients concerned about the effects of mRNA vaccines on blood transfusions. Absolutely beautiful. So um, a newly formed international blood donation center based in Switzerland has opened with the intention of connecting patients with blood which has not been affected by mRNA vaccines. Safe Blood Donation founded by Swiss naturopath George Della Pietra. Now there's a guy ahead of his time. There's a guy thinking for the people is an international operation which is working to ensure that our members can obtain unvaccinated blood by connecting members with medical partners who will accept donations and provide blood to patients hesitant to receive vaccinated blood. So I can tell you that I had a story come across my desk uh, from a family and the child was very sick, had to have blood. They asked for unvaccinated blood. They could have no guarantee of that. Of course, no one's listening. No one, no one, you know, (laughs) oh, it's safe and effective. Um, And so in, in any case, the child has passed. So I'm not saying it's because they got vaccinated blood. I'm just saying it didn't work out. We want the best options and you should be able to have an option for what kind of blood, for goodness sakes, my body, my choice, right? Was that something I heard somewhere? I'm not hearing as much anymore because it's so hypocritical on their part that it's now absolutely shocking. JT, are you ready with the next one? Uh, This is a Good Morning America segment, right? Where Dr. Jennifer Ashton talks about how the fourth jab could cause your immune system to possibly shut down. Now, this is on Good Morning America, so uh, pretty much mainstream. Let's have a listen to what she has There's to say. There's a new published study out in Lancet, uh, the journal Lancet Infectious Disease, about the fourth dose and what happens to our antibody levels. It is not a surprise that they've released new data confirming that after the fourth dose of Pfizer or Moderna, that antibody levels rise significantly, they surge, Uh, in the several weeks after that dose. We've known that for a while, but here are the caveats. We don't know how long that lasts, number one. Um, And our immune response, remember, is not just about antibodies. It's about that T-cell response also, which you can't really measure as well as just a pure antibody level. And it's about whether or not they're blocking or neutralizing antibodies to the variant that we're seeing. So uh, when people hear these headlines, they shouldn't be surprised. Yes, of course, you're going to get a, a surge in your antibody levels, but how long that lasts is the issue. And it's certainly not just about more boosting for everyone. People who have high antibody levels, there's the potential. I want to underscore the potential. We haven't seen any evidence of this, um, of this immune phenomenon known as tolerance, where if you mm-hmm. already have high antibody levels and you get another booster, that your immune system can start to say, well, what what am I needed for and can kind of start to shut down. So um, we if you're in that category of people who the FDA and CDC is recommending to get a booster 50 and over 65 and over with a with a chronic medical condition. Yes, by all means. But everyone else don't think that more boosting is the answer. We don't know that that's the case yet. Very good points. If you already have a great 
natural immunity as everyone who's had COVID should have, then why would you get this next? <coughs> it's very dry in here. For some reason, I'm struggling. But it's all right, hon. Don't get up. I'll handle it. <clears throat> um, I think it's pretty good that they're at least acknowledging on mainstream that there could be some potentially bad things about keep on getting your fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. I mean, how many is it going to be? Didn't our government say here in Canada that they wanted every three to four months that you're topping up, keep your vaccine vaccines up? I think that's a good video right there. Is that on our Flipboard? That's a good video to send to, to your friends who think you're crazy. Just say, oh, hey, you know, just wanted you to know that ABC, uh, you know, was reporting on this and maybe just a, a thought you might want to just hear what is very short. Um, have a little listen to that. Okay, so Robert McCullough um, is also, oh, Peter, sorry, I did that yesterday, right? It's Dr. Robert Young and Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough um, explains how people dying in their sleep is, uh, is a phenomenon that is going on. And we're seeing it worldwide, actually. So um, if we can scroll down there, JT. Um, at a conference for medical professionals in Sedona, Arizona this past weekend, several speakers, all physicians, commented on a disturbing trend, an increase in otherwise healthy people dying in their sleep. We're all hearing about that, aren't we? Yes, you are. If you're watching this show, you're hearing about that. Sudden, unexplained, age-inappropriate deaths seem to be happening more than usual, both in the United States, where these medical doctors practice, and in several other countries in the industrialized world. Excess death, in quotes, is a phenomenon all over the world at the moment, end quote, said Dr. John Campbell, a nurse educator who has been meticulously following and commenting on the scientific data for his YouTube channel, which has 2.47 million subscribers. And uh, so I'm glad to hear that, JT. That means that we can talk about this. And uh, we're on YouTube today. The data shows that deaths are 16% higher than we would expect. Dr. Campbell said in a recent video, um, and the vast majority of these are not COVID deaths. So what is going on, everyone? What is it? These are the questions we should be asking. This should be a huge inquiry. Um, excess deaths and mortality worldwide happening across the globe? I wonder why that would be. What could possibly have changed in the last two years that might be influencing that? I, you see, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. All right, so next, JT, we have, um, is it a video? Steve Bannon. So we're all finding out that the CIA may have had something to do, and probably did, with President John F. Kennedy's murder. Is that shocking? That is shocking. It's shocking it's talked about now out loud and all of the information's coming out, but I've known a few conspiracy theorists in my time, you know, those crazy people, ah, they talk about just stuff that's impossible. They're nuts, tinfoil hat wearers. And they were saying JFK was an inside job. He was taken out by the United States of America. He was taken out by people, you know, that were close to him. That's crazy. Don't talk about that. Well, looks like information is coming out that that's the case. So an incredible little snippet uh, we grabbed from Steve Bannon's show. And we want you to know that did that um, is the whole it's show. It's not Steve Bannon's show. It's Jack Posobiec's show. Oh, it's Jack's show and Steve Bannon was a guest on there. That's right. And so do we have the whole show up on? Uh... Yeah, it's 45 minutes long. It's oh, in, okay. It's in the Flipboard. Okay. In Flipboard, this whole interview is fascinating. And it's 45 minutes long, but we grabbed a really important little piece and it might explain why some problems kind of came about and why the hatred towards JFK. We know he was a bit of a womanizer, right? Uh, we do know that. Uh, he was trying to do some really good things and trying to confront some uh, 
evil, even elite agendas, I would say. But he had a problem, just like Saul in the Bible, just like Solomon in the Bible. Ah, just like King David in the Bible. Oh, men in general, eh? Uh, there's been a problem where sometimes women can be the downfall of a man. Well, listen to an interesting, I think this will explain it. And if not, then we'll talk about it after. Take a listen. There's a woman named Mary Myers. Anybody heard Mary Myers' name? Okay. Mary Meyer uh, was, was, a, uh, was a wife of the number two guy, I forget who, um, number two or three guy at CIA. They got a divorce. They lived out by Hickory Hill in, in, uh, in, in Northern Virginia, Bobby Kennedy's estate. Because of social circles, she was uh, the sister of Ben Bradley's second wife, okay? In social circles, she got to meet Jack Kennedy, okay? She and Jack Kennedy, um, how do I say this? Uh, became very close. Yes. In the White House, Mary Meyer left in her, di kept a diary. And part of the diary, she told friends, she was the one that would smoke marijuana and on occasion, I think they actually did acid, LSD, small amounts in the residence of the White House, okay? She was a friend for a while. One day after Jack Kennedy's assassinated, about a year afterwards, she moves to Georgetown to a small artist, a studio uh, right in the middle of Georgetown. Every day she would take a walk or a jog on the canal. She's murdered in broad daylight at 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay, when the police arrive, when the police finally, they find her, they get the ID, the police go back to her little artist place in, 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 uh, in uh, Georgetown. They walk in, they're two, now the police, it's been 15 minutes or 20 minutes max since she's been murdered in cold blood. They find an ID, they can ID her somehow. They come to the house, they walk into the house, the DC Metro Police. There are two individuals there ransacking the house ben bradley and james jesus angleton who was the mole hunter at the cia angleton was the internal cia guy that for 25 years hunted out the moles and they had her papers and they had her diary and the cops go hey we think everybody just put everything down because we don't have this woman was murdered we don't want any fingerprints and this guy flashed him a badge and said, hey, call your boss. They call the boss, they go, fine. They stepped outside and let these guys for an hour do their, do their business. They walked out, took all the papers hey, out. national That's security, how they, right? My national point security. is, the administrative state is in your face. Look at Twitter, look what we and know I, now I, from I, the I, FBI I, and, and the CIA. Oh, so um, I had to have a few things explained to me when I was getting the whole story, but Ben Bradley was in her apartment, right? After she's just been murdered. Ben Bradley is the editor of the Washington Post, publisher, publisher of the Washington Post. And he's in there with another CIA guy, right? So she's just been murdered and they're already at her condo taking papers. Um, so piece it all together, I guess. You know, what, what does it all mean? And, and what was the motive behind all of this? Like JT, is there any chance, do you think that the motive was simply that they were just so mad about JFK being with his ex-wife or whatever? Oh, right. That she maybe had information. Okay. So Proverbs warns against women. Proverbs 5 should be a chilling and very striking warning to men about women who, who might lead to destruction. Um, that is just a fascinating story. And, you know, as, it, it's, as it's all coming out, as I said yesterday, I'm really upset that um, that we're we're finding out we just can't trust anyone. That the government is, I, I mean, we've known the government is corrupt, haven't we? All been saying that for years. Ah, that government—they're all, you know, they're crooks, they're criminals. Um, and now we're just finding out they're murderers, and that this was covered up. So, so this wasn't something 
that uh, nobody knew, oh, like it was never, it was an unsolved murder mystery. No, it, it does appear for decades that the United States of America knew who had been involved in the murder of JFK. So we just don't trust anyone. And, um, you know, when I look down, you know, there's a lot going on with the, you know, January 6th stuff and, and things going on down there. You, you all have heard of this guy named Ray Epps. By the way, tomorrow is January 6th. Oh, tomorrow is January 6th. Okay. So we should do, we should do a, a thing on that, but I'm not certain if we can be on YouTube to talk about that. But Ray Epps, here he was, he was there. He said, I orchestrated it. Like, you you know, I orchestrated it, but instead we don't have any arrests or, you know, interesting news about Ray Epps having to face some consequences when this guy stood out of January 6th. Get, go to the Capitol, go, let's go inside the, come on everyone, let's go inside the Capitol, right? And instead you got little grandmas facing going to jail and probably in jail. It's a very difficult situation. Okay, so next on the list, um, we have Glenn Beck with author Whitney Webb on how we need to rely more on each other and ignore what is being put before us on television. And this is going to really tie in with what I said at the very beginning about this is no longer political left and right sides. It's those who actually see. And you can see um, with people like Naomi um, Wolf, Naomi Wolf, former Democrat, a lot of people, former liberals, basically saying, oh my gosh, I see what's happening and I can no longer side with these people. But few and far between, and we need more of an awakening. So take a look. Uh, this is fascinating. Glenn Beck with author Whitney Webb. Uh, the way out of this is for the American people to realize that we, yes, this is a fight between good and evil, but if you're looking for the good guys, stop looking at people that are put on the TV screens in front of you yeah. and start looking at your neighbors. Yeah. And this the is answer is so clear. Local. Local, yeah. local, 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 yes, local. Absolutely. This is really us versus them. It's not left versus right anymore. Yes. We are so <laughs> far beyond that. Yeah. Uh, really. And, and it's amazing and very heartening how many people that I know and I interview that um, we would have we would have been against each other fifteen years ago. We would have say, "Ah, oh, you're," uh, and now it's like, "No, no, no, no! Forget all of forget all of that." Yeah. You know, and it's heartening that people are waking and starting to come together. Question is, do we make it fast enough? I, I've been saying for a while, this is going to be a photo finish. I, I don't know which one's going to. I don't think anyone really does. And I think it comes down to how much responsibility people are willing to take for their own lives and, and you know, how, how far communities are willing to go to ensure right. that they're self-reliant in the what face of what we're facing. What does that mean to you? Well, if the banks are deplatforming people, you can't use their financial system. Are right. you going to go to the CBDC land where eventually you won't be able to spend money without like a, a, ch a microchip in your hand and all of this right. stuff? Um, you know, there's obvious red lines people can't cross. How are you going to feed your family? How are you going to keep your house heated in winter? Uh, you know, basic needs. I think uh, we should probably be taking some lessons from the Amish, to be honest. I think, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I think I've they got stuff lately, right. That the Amish... They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. We have. We have outsourced everything. our needs to corporations that want to enslave us. So we have to uh, start producing our own stuff at a local level. It's all about exit and build. And that's what we have to do. And the more people that do that, um, the better off we will be. The real question is how uh, accustomed are Americans to convenience and will we be enslaved by that convenience or not? And I think that's the ultimate. So far we have been. A lot of people have been. Yeah. So that is an hour and a half interview that is absolutely filled with so much information. But this was an important clip because She's basically outlining to us, we, we have been asleep in so many ways as the government we thought we could trust has made us sick basically through the things that they either want to um, 
inject or feed us with. And then they have made us even sicker through, you know, the, these remedies that they come up with. Uh, they've, Bill Gates actively involved in what's going on with our food, with the weather situations that are happening. We know that Canada and the U.S. have an agreement not to do their climate um, altering scheme stuff uh, within, you know, 100 miles of each other's border or 200 miles, whatever it is. Why, if they're not playing with the weather up there, then why do they need to have an agreement between the U.S. and Canada? I've had that on my Facebook. I should really bring it out again um, because it was very shocking to see that there's, you know, climate altering things that they can do. And we are seeing some very strange things uh, happening in the weather. <clears throat> we are seeing, you know, very unique problems at this time. So what do we do about that? Well, I don't know. I've stopped thinking that that we can change them um, or fight them right now. Do you know, potentially, we saw a clip yesterday with Trudeau. He just thinks that Convoy 2022 was just the worst thing ever, right? And look how he treated Canadian people. He called them names, misogynists, racist, terrors, whatever, you know, he had to say. And then he sent his thugs in and anyone who participated and shot into innocent Canadians with your rubber bullets. There was fences around the whole capital. Why couldn't you just all stand down, keep the peace, um, drink your coffee, you know, on the street corners, make sure everybody was calm and peaceful because they were, and just leave well enough alone. Everyone would get tired sooner or later. On the day that they were shooting the rubber bullets into the crowd during the, the Freedom Convoy last January and February, it was basically February, um, the trucks had left. The trucks had told them we're leaving. You guys are all crazy up there. You shot innocent people and you sent horses riding into a group of people. It's, we, we still don't know what's happened to the one guy. Some people say he died. I don't know. I'd like to know. I'd like to hear from that guy. We, we know that a, a little First Nations mama was run over by your horses. Who's stupid enough to gallop into a group of people with your horses? And then shoot people with bullets and rubber bullets. It hurt people. It went through a guy's cheek. Who knows who, who got hurt by all of that? that we didn't even hear about. It's just so shocking. Bad behavior. So if we fight them, our Canadian government has so mistreated and abused us. If we fight them, they will kill people. So I'm not recommending that. There needs to be um, a strategy. And that strategy needs to be from the Lord at this time. And you need to hear from God. I really believe that. Um, a lot of people deciding to form communities, uh, pool their money together to buy pieces of property so that they can grow their own food, have their own chickens, cows, goats, sheep, a lot of people deciding to do things like that. It's important maybe to connect with the freedom movement. And if you feel disjointed, you don't need to. There's a lot of people that have these groups that are going on, um, on Instagram, on, uh, signal, uh, Twitter. You can find people that are standing for things that you believe in. Unite, form community, think about getting out of the city centers, think about getting land and creating a life that can be separate from these people because there's some things that they still have planned, right? Um, they are going after Jordan Peterson, National Post story now on the Ontario College of Psychologists wanting Jordan Peterson to take 
social media re-education courses. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that means, but I think he's really good on social media and we could all learn from him. If anything, he should be teaching us, not taking, <laughs> uh, you know, not, not getting re-educated on it. You crazy bunch of nutters. Wow. To hate Jordan Peterson, to not see that Jordan Peterson is on the cusp of everything that is true and real. The man is brilliant. He has, I would call it an anointing on his life from God to speak to the nation. He is called out and I would advise you that you should be warned government. You should be warned Ontario college of whatever, that if you go against God's anointed, God will deal with you and your day is coming. And I do believe in justice. I wish God would bring his justice sooner. He tends to seem in the middle of the storm, like he's asleep in the bottom of the boat. I know this. Jesus was just having a great little nap while the storm was raging and the disciples, you know, were, were getting the little bucket and, and getting water off of the bow of the boat and, you know, freaking out and thinking that they were all going to die. What was Jesus doing? The savior of the world. He was having a sleep and we go through storms and we see a crisis and the winds are blowing. The rain is, is just downpouring on us. And we're like, God, where are you? But I have a message that I believe God gave my heart. And he said, not audibly, but in my heart of hearts, if God's asleep and if he's not fixing it right now, we don't have to worry. Maybe we can take a rest as well. Now, I don't mean we don't do our part. I don't mean we don't fight and we don't speak. And, and that's something that Jordan Peterson is doing. He is speaking out. He's using his platform and his influence, what we hope we're doing every day, to speak out. But if God's not fixing Canada, if God is not fixing the United States of America right now, let me tell you one really good thing coming out of it. People are finding God. They're finding a true source of power in their lives. They're realizing they're terrified because pure evil, and there is pure evil, it has come. And it's showing its ugly face more and more every day. And look at what the UK wants to do. I think it's the UK, right? Story of how uh, Europe is going to want to require digital tracking systems for Canadian travelers. Now, I don't understand. Why, why just Canadian travelers? Do you know? What does this say here? Can we make that any bigger? <clears throat> the European Commission allows citizens from countries like Canada and the U.S. to enter the EU and Sh Schlesnigen, member Schengen? Schengen, member countries without a visa. However, the EU is wanting to strengthen its border security as well as digitally screen and track travelers entering and leaving EU countries. The European Travel Information and Authorization System website states, applying for the ETIAS takes about 20 minutes and can be done by laptop or phone. Travelers are recommended to complete their application 96 hours before travel. It's free for those under 18 and over 70, but costs about $10 Canadian for everyone else. The main stated, can you put, put that up just a bit there? The main stated benefit of the introduction of a compulsory ETIAS is to provide a database on travelers in a bid to tighten security in the Schengen countries. Only the ETIAS approved application is needed per traveler one per traveler to visit all the member countries, meaning travelers can freely move between Europe once approved. The visa exemption is good for 90 days after arrival. So they're just beginning this tight squeeze. And you know, 
my concern is that <clears throat> when this digital currency comes in that they want to bring in, we're done. Like, we will be tracked and traced everywhere on the planet that we go. We will not be um, able to hide. Um, we won't be able to buy or sell without that. And if they per se, as the WHO and what they're doing to Jordan Peterson and the Ontario College of, of uh, Physicians, basically, uh, they put out that thing that said, you know, if people are afraid of the vaccine, that maybe they should be offered psychiatric drugs. And then they changed it, of course, to say, oh, no, we meant if people are just afraid of needles. Yeah, that's not what you said. And you know it. So there is this hatred towards the unvaccinated, towards those who prefer bodily autonomy and have made choices for themselves. And if you made a choice to have the vaccine, I respect your freedom of choice. You all up there need to respect mine. Um, I can't see it. What? Oh, really? Dillinger channel gave us 20 bucks yeah thank you i appreciate it that is so cool what site's that from is that on youtube oh that's on youtube yay all right very kind of you i appreciate that very much um so what i'm wondering is when they don't like that i stand up for children not being trans transitioned uh into you know changing bodies to alter their gender when I speak out like that, will I be one of those people targeted that, you know, you're not allowed to shop at such and such a store. We just don't accept that because that is already happening. People are writing me about different little tiny things that are going on where our lives can be controlled and shut down because they don't like the way we think. It's fascinating, isn't it? So that's a concern to me. My website is lauralyn.tv. We're going to let you go today. Thank you for joining us. Um, I did wear a very risque um, shirt today with my shoulder showing. And I remember Joyce Meyer saying people would write her, and if she ever had her shoulders showing, that they'd say that was ungodly. Um, so I don't know if I'll be getting mail about that, but um, I just thought that it's, it's just shoulders, everyone. So... I'd just give it a try because I like this top and I unpacked a box and I found it. All right. Uh, Laurelin.tv. Thank you very much for your support. If you like this kind of programming where we tell the truth and we let you know, um, well, we let you know our perspective and we also give you some of the news that you might not be hearing on your nightly news, CTV, CBC, and global news. Uh, we do encourage you to follow Dr. Mackis on Getter. And we do encourage you to be here tomorrow when we will have another, uh, we have a, a great doctor coming in tomorrow and we'll be talking about um, some important things that I won't talk about right now in case we're not on this platform. And the reason that we do that is this is a calling. I don't get up every day and think, oh, how can I just take it easy and laze around? I have not been able to do that for many years now, but we get up and we go, what's happening in the world? What do we need to be aware of? Because I know that story in the Bible about the 10 virgins. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. The bridegroom was coming and the, the, wise, the wise virgins were ready for that. The unwise, they didn't have lamp for their oil ready. They were unprepared and in fact, their lamps were going out. They weren't ready for the times, the time of waiting. I guess the bridegroom was a little bit later than they thought. They weren't prepared. So they were asking the wise people for help. And you know what the wise had to say? I'm sorry, I can't help you. You should have been prepared. I've prepared for this hour for myself, who I'm with. So we're kind of there and we need to be prepared and we need to have discernment. So thank you for going to my page. For those of you who can donate, 
I really appreciate it. There's a donate button, makes it super easy. And you know what? I want to say thank you to anonymous donors today. I've had a couple, and I don't know who you are, and I think that's terrible. There's no way for me to thank you. There's no way for me to honor you uh, for the investment into this ministry, but I say thank you. I don't know why you don't want me to know who you are, but clearly you want to keep it private. That's okay. I just want to say it means more than you could ever know, and it makes such a difference. I appreciate it. If any of you like this, if you could become a monthly donor, you could just do 20 bucks a month. That'd be great. 50 bucks, 100 bucks, more. If you could do a one-time donation, it means a lot. That's how we do this. We do not qualify as of yet for any government grants in Canada. I know it's shocking, but <laughs> we've tried. We just don't qualify. I don't really know why. Um, I want to read to you today. Oh, yeah, Sovereignize. Um, if you're looking to um, maybe make some investments in gold and silver, we trust Steve Merrill. We're letting everybody know this because we've decided not to keep a lot of money in the bank because the Canadian dollar is at $1.40, well, at least a couple days ago, $1.40 to buy one American dollar. It's not standing up too well. So we suggest putting your bucks into something that has lasting value, and that would be gold and silver. So Steve Merrill's been around a long time. We trust him. We like him. He gets what's happening right now. So we like to get our stuff from him. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I turn today to Isaiah 33, where it says something kind of apropos for today. The word does, um, the word does repeat sort of historical advice to those who would be so wise as to listen. First and foremost, the word of God will always remind you that God blesses the righteous and he destroys he honors those who try and he sees justice and the evil and the word of God says their day is coming it's just not for us to say when that will be but their day is coming it's good Woe to you, destroyer. You who have not been destroyed. Woe to you, betrayer. You who have not been betrayed. When you stop destroying, you will be destroyed. When you stop betraying, you will be betrayed. Lord, be gracious to us. We long for you. Be our strength every morning, our salvation in time of distress. At the uproar of your army, the peoples flee. When you rise up, the nations scatter. I await for that day. There was that moment, you know, when Jesus was in the bottom of the boat and the enemy had that huge storm coming and all of that. There was a moment when he arose and when he did, he went up to the top of that boat and he just said, peace be still. And it was so. With one flick of God's baby finger, he can remove any leader, any president, any king, any prime minister, any MP at his command, at his will, it shall be done. So we do not trust in man. We don't trust in horses, as the Bible say. We don't put our hope in weapons that are carnal, but our hope is in the name of the Lord. Your plunder, O nations, is harvested as by young locusts, like a swarm of locusts, people pounce on it. But the Lord is exalted for he dwells on high. He will fill your land with his justice and his righteousness. I'm gonna mark this up. 
Do you all have a Bible that you mark up so that your kids know what's important when they read it one day? When you're gone, I write this here. I write my kids' names here. All three. I'm going to write it down. And one day they're going to read this and they're going to go, why did mom... Why did mom write our names here? And they'll read this little portion and they'll know that the Lord is exalted, that he is gracious to us, that he gives us strength every morning and that he is here when we are in a time of distress. He's our king. He is not going to be undone by any evil enemy. He's all powerful. He's mighty. He's unstoppable. We put our hope in that. See you tomorrow. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.